On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Yanal Dahlia from Peace Collective. We had such a good conversation all about what it takes to actually have incredible partnerships with licensing partners. Uh, the reason we didn't want to call this just about licensing is because it really is a partnership in the end. I mean, really, guys, you can pay whatever you want to be able to license some of these products, um, but that's not how you're going to create a win-win. And we talked all through that. You guys are not going to want to miss this one. If you are a mid seven figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, how about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news, our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world, but we learned some incredible lessons along the way, and we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow. Now on to today's episode. Hey, e-commerce store owners, are you tired of trying to boost your sales without any luck? Well, I do have a solution for you that we have been testing now on our stores for quite a while, and I'm so excited to tell you about it. It's called Twic, and it's the secret tool that up until now has really only been available to the big players. But guess what? 5,000 Shopify store owners just like you are already using it to their advantage. But here's the best part. Twic is completely automated and requires no setup or maintenance from you whatsoever. All you have to do is sit back and watch as Twix magic lifts your sales by an average of 10% month over month. How does it work? Well, it improves your conversion rate and your average order value through personalized product collections and navigation for each user. Honestly, it's like magic, guys. If you're a store owner with at least 50 monthly transactions, Twic is perfect for you. Show each user the products that they actually want to see first in collections and watch as your retention and sales improve. But don't wait too long to try Twic out. We have a special limited time coupon code available now just for listeners of this podcast. So head to the show notes and check out the code there. Start your 30-day free trial today and see the difference that Twic can make for your business. Now onto today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. I'm really looking forward to this conversation today. Uh, I've got someone, a, a fellow Canadian uh, yeah. that uh, I'm going to be chatting with today. Really looking forward to this conversation. So without further ado, Yanal Dahlia from Peace Collective. Welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, like I was mentioning, I'm a big fan. I've been listening for the last uh, year, year and a half and got a lot of value out of it. So excited. Uh, yeah, excited to be on. Oh, awesome. Well, it's, it's really great to have you. It's funny because and I've said this on the podcast before, you know, I forget because I'm in a room on my own here and I forget that there are literally thousands of people that listen to this podcast and actually take yeah. my advice uh, <laughs> on things. And so um, it's great to, when, when somebody tells me that I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. We have listeners and we, we, we know that, but uh, yeah, it's great. So good to have you on. So for people who know nothing about you or Peace Collective, tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you do. 
Yeah, my name is, uh, like you said, my name is uh, Yanal Dahlia. I'm the founder and uh, CEO at Peace Collective. And essentially what we do at Peace Collective is we're a lifestyle apparel brand and we help people look good while giving back to the causes and communities that they're passionate about. Uh, so the cool. cool thing about us as a brand is, yeah, you can come shop apparel that you'll love, um, clothing across men's, women's, and kids. And every garment that you purchase has a give back to it. Uh, so right now our primary give back that we're focused on uh, in 2023 is mental health. Uh, so we work with uh, primarily with a uh, well-known uh, organization in Canada called uh, CAMH, which is uh, mental health, one of the leaders in the world in mental health research and advocacy. And our big goal as a brand is to raise a million dollars um, to the different causes that we work with by the year 2030. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a big goal. It's an ambitious one, but it kind of is what drives all of our kind of product development and everything that we do. Cool, cool. That's great. Well, hey, let's let's get into this. I would love to know uh, where the gap was that you saw in the market when you first started Peace Collective. Were you just like, hey, I just want to start a brand, and and like like how how did all of that work to to get to where you are right now? Yeah, like I'd love to sit down and say I had this master plan and crazy business plan and kind of knew it all, but uh, my story is really uh, kind of I kind of like fluked into it. Um, I was kind of unhappy with what I was doing for a living. I was working in tech sales and uh, I've always had a passion for design and for product. Um, and it kind of just would, you know, would play around, teach myself Illustrator and Photoshop and, you know, just kind of would come up with designs. And then when I needed to build a website, I'm like, I had to Google and find out what Shopify was. And it was kind of step by step like that. So it was never yeah. a crazy master plan. I just knew back then that uh, philanthropy, I wanted to give back. I wanted to like have a, a model where for everything that you purchase, you were giving back. And kind of that's all I knew. And it was kind of a lot of trial and error um, that we were able to kind of start building the brand. But a big part of thing for us has always been sports. Uh, so when we first started off being based in Toronto, uh, in Canada, a big part of what we did is create messaging and just graphic t-shirts about representing being from Toronto, being a Raptors fan, a Leafs fan, and kind of sports is what gave us kind of our lift when a lot of like Raptors fans in the cities, Blue Jays fans would, would, would wear our garments that kind of gave us our start. Cool. Well, let's let's get into that because you know you start to bring up those teams, and uh, obviously you're not just chucking your logo uh, or chucking their logo onto your uh, shirts or or whatever before. Yeah. Uh, uh, For sure. You know, without some kind of legal ramifications, walk me through uh, what those conversations were like when you first uh, started to get into this partnerships. And, and I love it. You call it partnerships. Generally, I just call it licensing. The thing yeah. about when you call it licensing, it's a lot more like just transactional. Yeah, I'm just licensing exactly, right? your, your yeah. product. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I love that you called it partnerships uh, before. Yeah, I think for us, we always view it as a partnership first because at the end of the day, you know, we're partnering with another reputable brand. Like these are brands like the, you know, we have we have licenses, partnerships with the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, Major League Soccer, pretty much all the leagues. And then we do other more nostalgic properties like Sesame Street, uh, Nickelodeon and stuff like that. Uh, oh, so every cool. time, nice. yeah, we, we, we pretty much like to test a bunch of different stuff. You know, we kind of look at it as if, if it's something that we liked as a kid or like we're passionate about, then there's other people that will be too. Yeah. Uh, but for us, it's just kind of like an opera. Like when you work with one of these brands, like when I take our, our first license was Major League Baseball. Uh, and the way we actually got that license was because uh, uh, we, we would we would reach out to a lot of the Blue Jays players um, and would just gift them stuff. So we would gift them T-shirts and sweaters. And cool. a lot of our brand messaging had stuff on it, like home is Toronto. It was just about really from being from Toronto and representing Toronto. 
Uh, so there was a Blue Jays big playoff run. They hadn't been in the playoffs in years. And uh, Jose Batista, uh, who's one of our best players at the time, asked for shirts to gift uh, the whole team basically for his birthday. Uh, so, you know, we sent a PR package out, didn't really hear anything back. And then I don't know if you're a big baseball fan or not, but he had this very famous home run where he hit a home run and he did his bat flip and that kind of went viral uh, all yeah. over the place. So that night when they won that game, he wore our sweater to the press conference. And then oh. he posted about it the next morning. So all of a sudden, yeah. we were a brand that was only six months old, maybe doing one or two sales a day. You know, we had hundreds and hundreds of people trying to buy. Everything was sold out. And that kind of like <laughs> lifted the brand out of nowhere. Yeah. But uh, anyways, Major League Baseball saw like all their, these players were wearing it. People were buying it. And they kind of reached out to us. And because we had built such a strong community in Toronto and in Canada, the thing about being a sports fan is there's there's not that many teams. There's there's one baseball no. team, one basketball team. Hockey, you got, you got about six. Uh, but really... The Canadian market was always severely underserved. Like you know, these larger companies like Nike would 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 do a uh, would do products for the new year, and the Blue Jays section would be like three T-shirts because they're not the Yankees. Yeah. They're not like especially back then, back in uh, 2014 uh, when I started. So by building a community in Canada, we had the Blue Jays come to us. We got us. A Is that how long major- ago the the bat flip was? Was that yeah, long it's been ago? A long time. Yeah, it's been about. It's I just feel like that's like like last year, you know, when I you're know, like, right? but it's, oh it's yeah, been a while. Yeah, I think it was probably 2015 when the bat flip itself happened, or early 2016. But yeah, I'm sorry, early 2015 when it, when it happened, about the spring of 2015. Okay, uh, so it's crazy. It's crazy how how fast time flies. But yeah, we we got connected with Major League Baseball, and you know that that's a brand to us. That was, that was a partnership. Yes, there's a licensing fee. There's a certain percentage of royalties that we need to pay to them. But that made growing the brand as like a kid in Toronto who didn't really know what he was doing uh it kind of gave us that validity it gave us that you know it's that brand it's that it's that reputable it's that billion dollar brand that when we're marketing we're running ads we're sending emails you have that logo associated to it it's very powerful and it kind of builds trust uh and, and, and it kind of went on from that we did a really great job with major league baseball did something unique for the canadian market and pretty soon we had other leagues reach out to us that's awesome. So let's, I, I want to step back just for one sec here because I want, yeah. you know, people who are listening to this, I, I mean, you know, you're, you're a listener. I really try and give people some actionable yeah. um, tactics, right, to be able to take. So did you just contact the Blue Jays first, like, and just, and ask them about, about doing shirts? Like, did you have a yeah. deal with them at first or, or the Raptors or like those, those teams? Yeah, so like like our, our approach was to kind of really build a big community in Toronto and kind of get people wearing the product. And then it, we started yeah. we started reaching out. We, we hopped on LinkedIn. We kind of worked our way up. We started off first getting a hold of somebody in the promotional department in the Blue Jays, where basically her job was, I'm sure you've been, when you've been to sports games, they do those promotional shirts that they put at the yeah. back of all the, all the sheets, seats. And she was like, oh, I, I love your brand, but trust me, you don't really want to do this. This isn't that cool. We, we just buy a bunch of XL t-shirts, whatever. And she's like, I'm going to connect you to this person. And then I kept working my way through. Until I, gotcha. I, got, I got in front of the uh, the head of marketing at the time for the Toronto Blue Jays, and and he loved everything I had to say, and I was like, listen, the players are wearing it, people are wearing it. This is kind of a no brainer for the team, and they put me in touch with Major League Baseball, and I was able to sign a deal with Major League Baseball, which actually gave me rights to use the logos for all all the teams in Major League Baseball. Wow. Wow, yeah. crazy. So so who is the right person to reach out to? This is still like a question that I, that I, I personally have. Is there a right person to reach out to, to to try to get some of these partnership and licensing deals ahead? Like you, you know, you yeah, found the sure. head of marketing. Is is that who it is? No, that was probably a more unorthodox uh, road because I didn't know what I was doing at the time. But like, I think okay. it's like no, uh, no team really owns their own licensing. So you have to go to the leagues. 
Uh, so gotcha. my advice now is that whatever you want to get a license for, if it is the NBA, if it is, I don't know, Sesame Street, they have licensing teams, they have product teams. So you just literally hop on LinkedIn, find out who's the four or five people that work in licensing in your category. You may sell jewelry. You know, there's licensing deals with the NBA and MLB for jewelry. There's licensing deals for basketball nets, for yeah. any types of soft goods. So you find your category that you're in and you just try to build a relationship. And I think like the way we did it, which was different, is we're not going just going to them and being like, hey, we really want this deal. Uh, because uh, a lot of the times, if, if you're going really cold and you don't have anything to offer, you might be, they might say, sure, we'll give you a deal, but you have to pay this upfront lump sum of money or you have to write this That's like, right. check of money, right? Yeah. So like if you build your brand, you build your community and you come to them and be like, hey, I have this audience. They want your product. They yeah. do allow, there are cheaper deals that you can get. There are different things that you can do. There are ways to be creative. So if you're, you know, you're out there, you're just starting brand new. You don't have to look at it like, oh, this is just something for the Nikes of the world and for giant, giant brands. If you just focus on branding and community and, and really understand who you're trying to reach out to, there's definitely ways to, to get your foot in the door. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, so how do you, how do you make sure yeah. that you're getting a good deal when you're working one of these partnerships because these are massive companies the nba the nhl the i don't know are you guys doing nfl stuff too yeah we do nfl as well yeah yeah th these are these are massive companies right <laughs> how how do you make sure that you're getting a deal that that it is a true partnership and and that it's a win-win Oh, uh, you have to, you have to, it's all about storytelling, really. Like when you sit down with the league, you know, they, they want to work with cool brands. They want to work with up and coming brands. So like what we really try to do, especially at the beginning is you don't just say like, Hey, this is what I think I can do today. You kind of make a roadmap. You say, Hey, listen, like this is what, and they, they need it to work, right? If they, if you, they come to you and say, Hey, pay us a hundred thousand up front and you're going to go bankrupt, then that's not good for anybody. Right. So you kind yeah. of really try to build a relationship where you say, you know, this is my five-year projections. Like, I think like, hey, if we work together, year two, we can do this. Year three, we can do this. Year four, we can do this. And yeah. I understand maybe the number you're at right now, but if you can give us a little bit of a leeway or a runway, um, then, then that is ultimately going to be the best relationship for everybody. Or sometimes with other licenses, they might even be open to doing something where there's no minimum guarantee up front. It's like, hey, let us try mm. this for six months to a year. We'll yeah. give you X percent of sales of the products, but we can't commit to something up front until we are able to test it out and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, on the before we leave the licensing side here, any other tips yeah. or tricks that you would uh, that you'd recommend for people who are trying to get their first licenses or partnership deals uh, with, especially with the big the big dogs like this? Yeah, I would say definitely one is like find out who you're speaking to, like like do your homework, do your research, find out who these people are. Don't just send them like a cold email, not knowing anything about them or what their role is, like really understand who that person is, just like any type of sales. Like at the end of the day, this is sales, you're selling your company to them. And I'm sure they have like plenty of people that are reaching out. And the second tip is like that storytelling, like why should they work with you? Like, how are you going to get them excited? Like, how, how are you going to paint a picture that like, if you work with us, this is what we can do together over the next five years. So I think like, if you could just focus on those two things you'll be surprised how far you can get cool cool that's great i'm gonna just re re remember after this i'm gonna uh beg for an intro uh from you so uh <laughs> i got you <laughs> <laughs> that's great hey I, another quick question before we move on to to the next topic do your products actually like are they in the official stores or are you just selling your product uh yourself uh on on your e-com site 
Uh, it depends on the different deals. Uh, we, we, we sell primarily in our, we have two stores in Toronto, so that's primarily where we sell and then e-commerce as well. Uh, but for some of the more local Canadian teams, we work with them to create like a private label line. So if you go to the um, a lot of the teams in, in, in Canada, whether it's uh, the Raptors, the Blue Jays, the Montreal Canadiens we work with, um, we've worked with uh, Vancouver Canucks, just different teams across Canada, we'll create like a special line for them um, that, that they can sell for themselves. But typically when you, when you have a licensing deal, um, it's not necessarily just your channels. Like if you're, even if you're a company that does more wholesale uh, business to business, there's licensing deals for that as well. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, I want to ask you what is going on in, you know, the end of 2022 and into 2023 on the marketing side, what, what the heck's working? Uh, yeah, probably what you've been hearing from a lot of other people is just testing, 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 and like just creating as much content um, as possible. Like I think for us, um, towards the end of December, our, our focus was on the acquisition side is like really doubling down on, on content, but doing it in a smarter way. I think what we've been trying to do this year is uh, compared to last year is, you know, we would just create so many variations of content and we just throw it all against the wall and some things would hit and we'd, we'd be happy and we'd keep doing it. Uh, but this year, what we're trying to do a better job of is like being more calculated and precise. Like, okay, we're going to like for TikTok ads or the, we have this yeah. video concept. We're going to not test 10 video concepts at a time. We're going to test like three and then mm, we're going to take gotcha. each concept and we're going to have yeah, three big core concepts core concepts right i'm going to take yeah. this one core concept and we'd be like okay let me test this with these different intros or hooks um let me test these two three different things in the middle of the video and these two to three calls to action and let me test it and let me get feedback and let me like actually test it for a couple of weeks before i say this core concept works or doesn't work Gotcha. Uh, where, where last year we would just be like, let's just throw 10 things at the wall. Keep That didn't work. Okay, scrap them all. Let's throw another 10 things at the wall. And we, we got decent totally. results. Not nearly as scientific, right? No, like, not nearly as scientific. So that's kind of our goal yeah. for this year. And then the other thing that is a goal for us that we want to do better is like for, for us, our community is really just on social. Um, yeah. our email channels but like how do we take that a step further uh, is it is there a way to create some sort of private community whether you know like I, I know people I think I was speaking uh, uh, to one of your colleagues uh, the, the, one of the brands that you work with but they have like a private slack channel uh, from from one of the brands that you guys work with uh, so that's yeah. an idea I got from from listening to you guys where it's like okay can we create some sort of like VIP experience beyond just a loyalty program? You know, just yeah, like something absolutely. really meaningful where you're actually engaging with people and talking to them, whether that's a Facebook group, whether it's a Slack channel, a Discord, whatever yeah. that looks like. And for us, a big thing right now is mental health and like how we're communicating that through our products. And everything was like, can we actually take that a step further and actually create a two-way dialogue with our customers? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love it. And that's something, guys, just just you know, uh, the, the year for me uh, personally is all about building out courses for people. Uh, because, you know, I, I have conversations like this about people wanting to build communities um, and we've done it multiple times now with the brands that we actually own and then the brands that we help at Upgrowth Commerce as well. We really believe in community and so I love that you're talking about that. Um, there's different reasons for community. I think we'll I'll go in and do a solo episode all about that uh, again sometime soon for you guys and, and create this course so that you guys actually know how to build these communities and what actually matters because we have these thriving communities that are that are really driving a ton of business and a ton of impact on the same side. So um, yeah, love yeah. love that you're doing that. I got to get a copy of that course uh, when you have that. Absolutely, ready. yes, <laughs> yes. I'll send one to you. To, you send you send me an intro uh, to the NHL and I'll send you that course. Okay, deal. It's a deal. <laughs> awesome. Um, I got to ask you the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast: What is your secret to scaling? 
Uh, our secret to scaling is creating um, products that we're really passionate about um, and finding people that aligns with perfectly. Like I think it's building community, like having being more than a product and really just trying to connect with people on an emotional level um, beyond just the product that we're selling. Awesome. I, I love that. Uh, there's, there's something I've been telling all of our marketing teams uh, lately because of uh, you know, all this data that we're getting, especially post-purchase survey data, right? You get this data in and you're like, why did, so one of the questions we ask is, why did you buy from us yeah. uh, another time? And I'll, and I'll tell you about one of our Canadian brands here. Uh, so Kindred, we have, there's four different brands underneath there. Um, and we ask people, why did you buy from us again? Every single person says, because it's, uh, your fabric is uh, soft, you're made in Canada, and it's really high quality and lasts a long time. Awesome. So what does our marketing team do? Well, they do what they think they should do and take those three concepts and market the heck yeah. out of them, right? But what's interesting is people don't buy because of that. That's not why they buy the first time. They buy because it's an emotional thing, right? 100%. People buy emotionally and then on the back end, they come they come in and try and rationalize it with these different, oh yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's long lasting and soft and these sorts of things. That's not why they bought. That's just the rationalization after. So I love that you that you put that in there because it is a huge tweak, right? It's a really big tweak trying to market that type of way and not just based on features. So love, love that. Yeah, I completely agree. Like we get caught in that cycle too sometimes where we're, we're, we're so focused on like features and um, you know we, we look at our post that we do the same thing that, that that you just said as well with our post purchase survey. But I think a lot of the times it's just remembering like the uh, the idea that you're trying to communicate that's just bigger than the product. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I got I got three more questions for you. I hope that you're ready. Let's do it. Okay. First question: uh, favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Um, I'd say there's an app called uh, Archive. Um, which allows oh, yeah. you to, good. yeah, so we just got off grid and went to, uh, like the, the built-in Shopify, uh, solution that used to be called dovetail. Um, yeah. so we're using yeah, that now and yeah, so Shopify collabs and we use the archive app to, uh, to kind of just be able to take all that content that's coming, whether it is from the influencers or anybody else, and just be able to kind of let everybody on the team use it to take that content um, and use it in different places. So it's kind of really helped us um, see all the different places where our, our content is being used and, and, and get that content to use it effectively. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. That that reminds me, I'm, I was going to do a t my top three favorite new apps uh, this year, and Archive is one of them. It's incredible, guys. Like, I'll, I'll, do, I'll, I'll, I'll do this episode, so look out for it. But, you know, being able to all of it be centralized, all of the tags that you're getting on Instagram and TikTok and being able to just download yeah, right from there is oh, it's incredible. Um, favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to? Um, well, outside of this one, um, I really course, like the... Uh, I really like the guys at the, the guys at Triple Well, their podcast. Um, they have a couple of podcasts that they do. Um, I, I've been listening to them a lot recently as well. That's awesome. Guys, any of the Triple Whale guys listening to this, we love you. Um, they've been a, a big sponsor of, the, of this podcast for a long time. And uh, yeah, I just, I, whatever those guys do, whatever they touch turns to gold. So yeah, they do a great, uh, they do a great job with community <laughs> as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, last question for you. Uh, you just found out you have a year to live. What changes? It's a great question. Um, if I only had a year to live, I think uh, definitely would try to, uh, would try to travel more. I think we try to travel more, see the world more, um, and try to kind of, yeah, I think I was just, there's a lot of places on my bucket list. So I would kind of just want to be able to see a lot of those places and experience a lot of different cultures. Awesome. 
Love it. Uh, thanks again so much for coming on. It was really great to chat with you. Where can people find out more about you and connect with you personally and then also with Peace Collective? Oh, uh, yeah. For me personally, uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter, just my first and last name, you know, uh, Dahlia. And uh, if you want to connect with the brand, you can find the brand on all social media platforms at just Peace Collective. Awesome. Awesome. Really, really great to have you on. Thanks again so much for your time today. It's a pleasure. Hey guys, if you're looking to scale your e-commerce brand, you need tips and strategies from people who have actually done it. Stop reading those newsletters written by marketers who have only ever spent founders' hard-earned money and start reading from the perspective of seven and eight-figure founders. That's why we're launching the Secrets to Scaling newsletter to give you real, actionable advice from founders with firsthand experience. Get the latest strategies from ad campaigns, budgeting, wholesale, partnerships, and so much more. Sign up for our beta for free at secrets.upgrowthcommerce.com. Hey guys, just wanted to say thanks again so much for listening to the podcast. If I could ask one favor of you, it would be to share this with your other e-commerce store owner friends. Uh, we want uh, everyone in the e-com space uh, to be listening to this podcast and lots of you guys already are and we really, really appreciate that. One last thing before you go as well is we are offering to our podcast listeners a free e-commerce growth plan where we go from strategy to sale with your brand in this e-commerce growth plan. So feel free to go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow and apply for a free growth plan today. Thank you all again so much for listening.